the world show. This week on the program, we're talking about conspiracy theories. Oh yeah, baby. And here is your host, the one and only, Another week of nonsense. That's right. Booyah, baby. Booyah is back on top of the power rankings with 95 power points. Holy shit. What is happening, man? Are we in the upside down? Joining him in the top five, we've got Blitz, Gabagool, Hernandez, and that terrible tally. Power to the proletariat for real. Now, Blitz isn't in the proletariat. No, the other four definitely are. Gabagool definitely is, but Blitz, hell not. I still think he's a fraud. Even though he went in my face last week and showed everyone that he might not be a fraud and jumped eight spots in the power rankings, I'm holding strong. Him and proper football. They're both frauds. Forever. Forever, they're frauds. Listen. All right. I sound like a, a little conspiracy theory, you know. So let's get back to normal. Let's check the bottom of the power rankings. Shreddy Fingers, AOL for life, Nukem, Holding Court, Smoking Bloods. Okay, Whew. back to reality. Things are making sense again. Okay, I'm sorry. That was kind of mean. Big movers this week, other than Blitzed, include Big Ballers. Big Ballers fell seven spots, man. Damn. He's getting beat up by Smoking Blunts in the cup. How is that happening right now? I don't know, man. Tutty's dropped $50 on the Jets' defense this week, and <laughs> I'm still laughing about that shit, man. I, you know what? When you're that bad, and I don't mean, like, he's that bad. He's fine. It's his first season. Everybody kind of sucks in their first year unless they're completely jackhammering us, mollywhopping us, right? People get that jackhammer reference that have been around for a couple of years. We got mollywopped by a new person one time, and we're never going to be the same. Honestly, we're kind of afraid of the new people now. Joe Gabagool coming out here, frightening some people. I'm telling you that. Frightening some people. Jump three spots. He's number four in the power rankings right now. Watch out. You're about to get ghouled. All right. This week, we are talking conspiracy theories. Because I started thinking. I'm like, well, where's the storyline here? Where's the narrative? Where's the through line? And I'm looking at Booyah. I'm looking at Booyah back on top of the power rankings. What the fuck? Right? I love Booyah. I will say that. Till the day I die. But as a person that has been in the farm for a few years now, a few years, and I have unsuccessfully tried to get my way back into same level, it is, you know, a little more than frustrating to see someone like Booyah come in here and make it look easy. Not going to lie. It's a kind of a fucked up time for him to suddenly be really good at this. <laughs> Can we all agree? At least that much. I, I Maybe I, I should be careful what I wish for because last week I'm out here saying power to the proletariat and then we've got Booyah back on top again. He looks like he's an unstoppable machine. 12 and 2. 12 and 2. Booyah is. He's almost qualified for the playoffs. Like, if he gets another two wins, he will basically be in the playoffs. If you get 14 in this league, you're probably making the playoffs unless you're just crazy lucky like the Minnesota Vikings, right? So conspiracy theories, there's a problem with them in that you can fall down those, you know, rabbit holes of conspiracy theories and you could tumble really, really far, really, really far, 
right? Sometimes you just, you, you'll fuck your brain up overthinking things. So you need a, a way to ground yourself, right? You remember, you remember the movie Inception with Leonardo DiCaprio? He had, uh, you know, a weird role. We can all agree. Weird movie, weird sound effects. But one thing that stuck with me was that totem thing. He always had that spinning top, right? And he would spin the top and it would, if it fell down, it means that he's in the real world and that he's not in his dream. And if it continued spinning on forever, it means that the laws of physics aren't applying correctly and that he's probably in a dream. Kind of neat, kind of weird, a little weird. So I like to have my own little totem. It's a little phrase that I like to say to myself just to like ground myself, make sure that I'm living in reality. And that little phrase is, and this might not make sense to you because it's, you know, it's my little thing. It's just a little thing for me, but I'm going to explain it and you can have it too. The phrase is kickers aren't real. Kickers aren't real. And it's kind of like a weird thing to say. Kickers aren't real. Most of you probably don't even pay attention to the kickers because we don't use them anymore. Why don't we use them anymore? Because, well, they're not real. I don't believe they're real. I was actually watching kickers last week and I watched them go and, and almost miss no kicks. It's not even fun anymore. Extra points. Why bother? Field goals within, within 45 yards. Why fucking bother? It almost doesn't, unless they're kicking for Washington, it's probably going to go in. It is not exciting anymore. It's not, it's like a penalty kick in soccer. It's like, yeah, it's probably going to go in and it doesn't mean you're good it just means that you're just like fucking everybody else. So in my opinion, I wouldn't doubt if you laid Justin Tucker on an operating room table and cut him open, you'd fucking, you'd find a robot inside there. I there's there. He's a fucking robot. All the kickers are fucking robots. They're manufactured at some NFL plant and they go out there and they, they kick random kicks, but they all end up at the same kick percentage by the end of the, It's just the same. They're all the same. I don't like, Kickers, they're not real. Kickers aren't real. All right? So I, I so I like to just remind myself of that when I'm starting to fall down these weird rabbit holes in the NFL and the LOL. Kickers aren't real. Kickers aren't real. And it tells me, like, yeah, trust me. You're not crazy. You're not taking crazy pills. Kickers aren't real. Right? So, like, today, I wanted to get into some conspiracy theories, but I wanted to give you that first. Kickers aren't real. All right, so if we say anything today that's triggering to you, you can just say that. You can borrow that from me. You can just say kickers aren't real. And that's telling yourself like, hey, you know, none of this is actually happening. Kickers aren't real. We're okay. All right, so let's, but let's get into it a little bit. Some conspiracy theories all across the board. All right, and, and, and I, and I, I want to go back a little bit, but not that far. All right, we're all millennials here, except for Coheeds and AOL. I think. But today, let's, you know, we're peeling back the turf. We're digging deep because there are just, there's things afoot in the NFL that just don't add up. And it's time that we talk about it. So grab your tinfoil helmets and buckle up because we're diving into the shadowy side of football. Now, I want to start for smoking blunts with a little trip down memory lane back to 2007. That's right before this league even existed. Spygate. Yeah, you remember Spygate, the Patriots, right? Caught red-handed, filming the Jets' defensive signals. Tutties, Jets' defense, 50 bucks. Oh, but the NFL wants us to believe that this was just an isolated incident, right? Nothing to see here, folks. Move along, but I'm not buying it. 
I am not buying that shit. If you think that was the only time something like that happened, I've got a fucking bridge to sell you. The Patriots were slapped on the wrist. Evidence was destroyed faster than you can kiss your son on the lips. What were they hiding? How deep did the spying go? We deserve answers. I think. Right? And speaking of cover-ups, let's talk about concussions. Let's talk about concussions. For years, the NFL acted like they didn't know a thing about concussions. Concussions? What's concussions? But the truth, it was there all hidden behind the scenes. They knew, and they didn't protect the players. They protected the game. They prioritized the money. They prioritized all of that over the health of the men on the field. And now, now they act like they're the champions of player safety. Player, please. Please. And don't get me started on Colin Kaepernick. Because no one wants to hear anyone rant about Colin Kaepernick in 2023. But let's just for a second, humor me, right? A man takes a knee to make a statement, to stand up, well, to kneel down, for what he believes in and what happens. What happens to him? Blackballed. The league didn't like the message. They didn't like the disruption. So they made him disappear. Sure, they will deny that. They'll say every team makes their own decisions, but we all know what's really going on. The message was clear. Fall in line or get the fuck out. Right? And also, oh, this is a good one too. Some of you may remember this, the tuck rule. Ooh, the tuck rule. Patriots versus the Raiders. I remember this game vividly. Young teen buddy in the computer room, the family computer room, which sidebar, bring back the family computer room. I think we need that again. That was a great selling point for a home. It has a sick computer room. Don't call it your home office. It's the fucking computer room, all right? That's where we all secretly take turns jacking off. Maybe that was just me. I don't know. Anyway, so the infamous tuck rule game, Raiders, Patriots, snow coming down, the fumble that wasn't a fumble, and they'll say it was a rule. They just followed the book, but we saw it. We know what happened. The game was on the line, and the call, the call went the way of the golden boy, Tom Brady. How convenient smoking blunts, isn't it? A rule so obscure, so convoluted, it was destined to cause controversy. And who benefited? The Patriots. Fucking again. Folks, I could go on and on and on, but the point is clear. There's more going on behind the scenes than we're led to believe. The NFL, they've got their narratives, they got their golden teams and players, and when it comes down to it, they will protect them. They will protect them at the expense of the truth, at the expense of the players, and ultimately at the expense of the integrity of the game. That's what I'm talking about. How stressful is that? And we've got the same shit going on in the LOL right now. I could go back in history and talk about the craziest conspiracy theories that you've ever heard from the LOL. You want to hear about Nickaballers offering $50 for Adrian Peterson? That happened. Well, I think I heard it happen down the hallway in the office one time, but Again, that's how conspiracy theories are born. It was just a rumor. He offered tantrums 50 bucks. She drops them on a Friday. This was before we had fab. She, he picks them up on a Saturday when he's sitting at the top of the waiver wire. 50 bucks. That is historical conspiracy lore in the LOL. But let's talk about the stress that is being caused by current conspiracy theories. Current conspiracy theories in the LOL. You want to talk about fantasy football stress? You want to talk about fantasy football stress? Okay. I have stumbled on a major, major league conspiracy here, folks. 
How about that for stress? What in the world are you talking about, buddy? Th listen, this league is being manipulated and I've got a paper trail to prove it. Check this out. Take a look at this. Oh, Jesus Christ, buddy. Yes, yes, that's right. This is the league standings. Now take a look and let's talk about the standings. Can we talk about the standings, please, buddy? I've been dying to talk about the standings with you all day, okay? Blitz, proper football, these names keep coming up over and over again. Every week, their luck rates, they're absurd. Blitz, proper football, I look at the stats, and these guys are winning everything. So I say to myself, I gotta find out how. I gotta find out their matchups and their breakdowns. So I break down their matchups, and what do I find out, buddy? What do I find out? There is no strategy. They're just getting lucky, okay? So I decide, oh man, buddy, we gotta dig a little deeper. There's no way, it's just luck, I can't believe it, I got boxes full of stats, and then there's Booyah, this guy, he gets relegated, and suddenly he's the king of the farm, I've been stuck here for four years, buddy, four years waiting for a call-up that's never coming, and Booyah, he just waltzes in and takes the top spot, I got power rankings full of Booyah, and listen, don't even get me started on smoking bloods, don't even, last place in the league, 20th in the power rankings, and this guy is cruising to a sweet 16 victory in the cup, Jackie, he's the one that tipped me off to smoking blunts. He said, buddy, you got to look into this. This isn't making any sense. And he's right. It doesn't. Okay, buddy. I'm going to have to stop you right there. Not only do all of these teams exist, but they've been performing well all season. It's all they're talking about in Slack. Jesus Christ, dude. We're going to lose our credibility. Well, calm down, because here's one thing we're not going to happen. We're not going to do that. We're not going to lose our credibility. We're, we're not? No, because we've already lost it. Wait, we lost our credibility? Yeah, about a week ago, a couple of bad takes came out of my mouth. One about Blitz, one about proper football. So what did I do? I doubled down and I sent those takes halfway to Siberia. Oh my God, if we've lost our credibility, that means we've lost our listeners. That means all of this was for nothing. God damn it, buddy. I'm actually having a panic attack. I'm having a panic attack right now. Oh my God. Will you just settle down? Have another cup of coffee. I am, man. All right. All right, well, fine. You know what, Jackie? Get this guy a cigarette. He's freaking out. Ja Jackie? Who the hell is Jackie? J Jackie? He's the one who tipped me off to all of this. But Holy crap. Where did he go? You've lost your mind. You have lost your goddamn mind, buddy. We have got a great show for you today. AOL for Life is here. Don't forget to leave a voicemail, 407-900-5305. We will be right back after this message with more LOL Show. America Online introduces new version 4.0. There has never been a better time to get online. The easiest just got easier. Instant messages. I can customize my email. My niece sent me a picture. If you have a phone line, you can be online. It's the easiest way to keep up with old friends. Everyone I know is on it. We've spent over $1 billion to create a state-of-the-art high-speed network, and with 56K, connections are faster than ever. It's the ultimate local guide. New 4.0, check it out. It's my connection to the world. America Online, so easy to use, no wonder it's number one. It's a segment we like to call chatting with the masters, and this week we got a master, but actually I'm not, hang on, I'm not connected to the master, I've got to connect real quick. I hate this shit, it takes forever. Bob, stay off the phone! 
Mark, stay off the phone! Alright, got it. Get on this 56k KBPS. Come on, baby, come on. No Yeah. You've got me. Hell yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, my friends are online. Wait, who is that? Who just showed up? It's AOL for life. What's going on, man? I am so hyped you are here. What's going on, man? AOL for life is in the house. I, you know, it, it is as shocking to me as it is to all of our listeners that I decided to pick AOL out of all the people that are still left on the board. But he said, you know who needs to get on the show before any of the current champions get on the show? It's AOL for life. And I think that was a good decision on my part. I, I'm so happy to have you. You've actually been in the league for forever, almost. I mean, I've had a few on the show that have been here since the very beginning, but you've been here since... 2012 so let's start there it, that, wow. it sounds like forever ago right like obama was in the office. you remember that was obama's second <laughs> election you know that you know that so explain to I, me i voted for him <laughs> all right that's okay now you're throwing me curveballs like right at the top don't start with i yeah, voted I, for obama god damn it i all knew right. that would curveball you <laughs> so you tell me explain to me how you found yourself with an invitation to the same level fantasy league in 2012 well, it was through uh, High Decibels, of course. You might know him. I do. Uh, he and Proper Football, we were all working at uh, the Mandarin Oriental in Washington, D.C. I actually, um, I knew you worked with High Decibels. I didn't know that Proper worked there, too. Now that all makes more sense. Yeah, I think uh, first year Mike was there, we worked together, but then uh, Proper showed up the year later. So I think he may have come in at like 2013, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, you know, I've lived in the area my whole life and worked in D.C. for 24 years. Man. And uh, so High Decibels and I hooked up and before he was High Decibels, before right. I knew that was his name. Yeah. Um, one day he just out of the blue said, hey, you want to join this fantasy football league? And I hadn't played, I hadn't been involved in fantasy football since the days of checking USA Today on a Tuesday morning to get the stats. <laughs> Um, Wait, so paint the picture a little bit. So when he's presenting you with this invitation, what is the, give me the org chart here. Is he below you? Are you guys peers, coworkers, or are you above him? Like what's the, what's the org chart look like? That was my second stint at the Mandarin Oriental. When we first opened it, I was a director of of audiovisual services or people like call it event technology. Sounds fancy. Um, yeah, so I had a team of like 10 or 11 uh, workers. And, you know, we would handle all the, the audiovisual and things you would see at concerts and conventions, presentations, anything to do with meetings, anything like that mm-hmm. uh, throughout the hotel. Um, five-star hotel, so everybody was always high-stressed. And so I was there for about two and a half years, left, went to Park Hyatt. But then when I came back to the Mandarin, I came back as director of operations. So I had... Uh, the director above me and then Mike was maybe just a hair below me because he was in charge basically like our project manager. Okay. Um, just so a we hair. Were, you know. Dubs. I, just I don't know, a hair. I don't know who Mike is by the way but hi just for the record he, he says well, you were right it, below him. Yeah I'm keeping the story up until the point that I realized <laughs> oh, his, okay, his true fair. name. Fair. That's true. <laughs> his true name's high decibels but so you you were technically Maybe maybe a sort of supervisor, and he had the gumption 
the gumption to bring a fantasy football, a gambling invitation to your desk. And you're the one that could potentially like, I assume maybe uh, remove him from his job. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was a million other things I could have removed him for his job for, <laughs> but you know, he was too, too great of a guy and he was too much of an asset to the team that, uh, we, uh, we helped each other out. Let's just say that much. All right. So, but, uh, so you, you're, you're the boss at that, at that point, uh, to a certain extent. And then he comes in, he gives you the invitation and you think about it and you're, you're like, okay, I remember the USA today. I, I remember having to go write down all of the statistics from the paper every week. Maybe I can do this. <laughs> right. So you, you, yeah. you say yes. He said yes. Right. Everyone's so happy. AOL joins the league in 2012. And I, I, I gotta say, so first of all, where in the hell did the name come from? AOL for life. I, I believe you did email me from an AOL email address when you started, right? Correct. And it's, isn't that how nicknames usually happen? Like spur of the moment. Yeah. Basically. Um, Cause I, I can remember like it was yesterday. Mike was standing at his desk. He was either on the phone or reading the email. And he said, man, my brother is killing you, man. He's laughing his ass off. You got this AOL.com email address. I was like, oh, you think that's funny, huh? And I stood there for a second. I said, you know what? Boom, there you go. There's your team name. I'm AOL for life. I mean, that's and, uh, that's a good way. And it stuck. I like it. <laughs> that is a good I mean, way I, to start. I, I could have chose, you know, Excite or Lycos or Juno or Net Zero. <laughs> I had all those lined up, Prodigy, but I went with the AOL. I, that's amazing. So do you know off the top? I mean, I, I guess I've already said it, but did you already know how many seasons you've been with us? I felt like I could tell it was roughly 11 or 12. Yeah. So this so. is, this is your 12th season. So pop quiz. What do you think your overall winning percentage is since 2012 through today? Well, I'm kind of a stat hawk, but I haven't checked it in a while, but I would say maybe 41% oh, of being generous. Man, like, I'll give it to you. 43 is what I came up with. <laughs> and 43% is based on you had 333 total games, which it's, it sounds like a lot. Uh, 143 yeah. and 192. All right. So that's not so good. But the interesting Oof. thing to me. Because I was like, all right, well, he could have just been unlucky, right? We talk about luck rate all the time. He could have just been unlucky. Or maybe he was actually lucky to have gotten 43%. So I pulled the breakdown record. And your breakdown uh -huh. record was, and this doesn't really make much sense, 882 and 1,124. But what that comes down to is 43%. <laughs> like, your breakdown record is the same thing as your actual record. So you are just as bad as you're supposed to be. I mean, like... There, numbers don't lie. They don't lie. Like, the... It, <laughs> Now, the thing that is interesting, though, is that, well, I could we could look at that. That's the 30,000 foot, you know, view of AOL for life and his his experience so far since 2012 in the LOL. Forty three percent. That's not good. But you got to also credit him to have, you know, he has the tournament, his namesake tournament, the relegation tournament. He actually hasn't been relegated. So somehow he's been able to maintain a 43 percent win percentage. Right. And you were never relegated. Very impressive. Do you remember? How you finished your first year? Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe two, three or four wins, maybe. No, you actually, you had eight wins. Um, it, it Not too bad on that. It was just a tough year. Uh, so you did finish 11th out of, out of the whole league. Um, and <laughs> just rocket fire through 2012, 2013, 2014. We're talking 11th place, 10th place. 
11th place where your wins went eight, six, seven, right? So like that was your first three years. So what, I guess just let's pause there. Where, where are you now? Like is, is high decibels still working with you after three years of (laughs) of this brutal undertaking? Like what's happening? No, I think he moved. God, where did he go? He went. Actually, I think he, yeah, he went to, I don't know if it was another company or I think, oh, you know what? He went to our headquarters and was bouncing around the properties to handle bigger shows. Fancy guy. Right. So he left you there. He said, all right, join the league and you get Molly for three years. And then he's like, peace (laughs) out, dog. I'm leaving you here. And so why the fourth year? What, what, what compelled you to be like, you know what? I'm going to try again. Well, I mean, bunch of great guys. I mean, what are you going to (laughs) do? Just some, (laughs) just some guys being dudes, right? Dudes being guys. I'm I'm no quitter. Yeah. So you came back in 2015, and I paused there for a reason, because 2015, as you probably remember, was in all likelihood one of your best years. You finished third overall, 16 and 10, um, but most importantly, you got paid a little bit because you won the hypothetical championship. At least I believe you were paid back then for that, but you were the most points scored in 2015, so that probably felt good, right, I'd imagine? Felt like I was doing something right. Right. So, <laughs> so that I don't have the details as to how you did that. I'm sure it was just amazing, genius-level fantasy play. But the next year, you come back, 2016. 26, what else happened that? I remember a guy that won in 2016. But <laughs> someone that didn't win in 2016 was AOL for Life, who went right back to 11th place, 9-17. and 17. You were, Oh, my God. You were, you, were, uh, you were last also in the loser's bracket, which... Thank you, High Decibels. You reminded me last week that that used to be called the Kid A. So you won the Kid A in 2016. That's right. That's what it was. And you were relegated technically. This was before relegation, slightly before relegation. So you actually (laughs) barely made it. You have done that before. That was 2016, the same year as your savior, Donald Trump. So it's like the you give and you get, right? So you weren't relegated, but, you know, the Kid A was no more. And actually what happened that year, I don't know if you remember this, the final in our relegation tournament was AOL versus Terrible Tally. And what we decided was whoever loses this, we're going to name the relegation tournament after them. So that is how we came up with the AOL tournament as it is today. Is that what happened? If you had won that matchup, it would be the Terrible Tally tournament. If that were wow. to have been the outcome. Like that's, I mean, that's the timeline we could have, right? You wouldn't have this. <laughs> This horrible, horrible thing hanging over your head. Do you ever think about that? What do you think about when you hear people just, when they bring up AOL, but they're not talking about you? Well, you know, it's funny because that's the first time I've heard that. I always (laughs) thought all along. Because I think once I came in last, I probably just checked out. But I thought it was just a new amendment or something. I didn't realize (laughs) that I was playing for the... uh, the shiny turd to be hung around the neck of yeah. the loser. <laughs> yeah, so you did that. That's your fault, right? And you know what? I'll give you credit because the next year, maybe it was the tax cuts, 2017, you finished sixth, right? So you, you got your shit together, 14 and 12, right? Right in the middle. I mean, that's just barely above your 43%, right? You know, pitching it right down the middle. So that that's was... It mediocre but not bad and then you went 2018 2019 well i should stop there 20 2010 i'm sorry 2018 you went back to 10th place so you've, you're just you're floundering a bit but 20 I'm all over the place 2019 is let's say a new era right so 
all the way up through 2018 is like the AOL as we know him. He had the one hypothetical championship win in 2015, but we're talking, what, seven years of mediocrity basically <laughs> up to this point? And then 2019 happens. Do you remember anything about 2019? This is pre-COVID. Well, I think what I do remember is that I finally was able to keep a decent team together. I think I had like Derrick Henry and Russell Wilson and yes. Keenan Allen and Mike Evans. Yes. I had some high scores. So this is what you started. Derrick Henry, I think, is is the the one to point at because that's, I think, when it really started. When you picked up Derrick Henry, you kept him for a couple of years. So 2019, you finished third, 15 and 11. Here's the kicker. You lost in the semifinals to 10 foot. You lost in the semifinals <laughs> yes. to 10 foot by point one. By yes. po- do you remember that? Do you, you have trouble sleeping at night when you hear that? <laughs> You're like, 0.1. <laughs> I can remember laying on my living room floor hoping that the Saints wouldn't give Alvin Kamara yet another handoff. <laughs> and if, and then I'm hoping as he took the handoff that, God, could he fumble in minus two points? Maybe. And yeah. and I think he also had Ingram. Something else was going on. It was like, I was trying to duck two players. Man. And they only had to get like nine combined points and it was getting late fourth quarter. Got it. He got you. And it was just, you know... To, in hindsight, though, I did the math, and if you were to have beaten him, you would have lost the next week. So you would have finished in second. <laughs> it would have been okay, but at least that makes it feel a little bit better, right? You, it didn't really matter. Second, third, whatever. So you lost in the semis. Just remember that part. So 2020 Cubs, Trump causes COVID, 100% his fault. 2020, <laughs> fourth place. All right, so you went from third place last year, fourth place this year in 2020. Uh, amazing finish, 16 and 13. You lost in the semis again. You lost in the semis. Yeah. Second year in a row. This time to proper football, and he beat you with a score of 124.9 to 113.5. So you lost in the semis with a score of 113. Like that sucks. That that's got. <laughs> I think I got run over by Nick Chubb that 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 game. I think. I think so. I think yeah. Proper was rocking Nick Chubb, and this was one. I think this was the first of his back to back victories. Um, and proper beat you in the semis. Um, and this is going to hurt you a little bit. The following week, you're in the third place matchup and you score 169 points. I believe so. <laughs> so that like that would have just crushed whoever faced you in the final had you have gotten there. So that probably just stuck in your head for the entire off season. So, well, actually, you know, the funny thing about that game is I think uh, decibels had Camara scored six touchdowns. Remember? Oh, it was that game. Oh my and God. And I said, I said, I'm screwed because it was, I think it was a Thursday or a Saturday game, oh, something. So he it. was already up. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and then I came back with, uh, Devante had to get me like 20 points and he scored like three touchdowns and I ran past, uh, I ran past him. I mean, it's just brutal. For that is nuts. Yeah. That's brutal for him. But so none of that really mattered. So you lost in the semis for the second yeah, year still, in a row. Yeah, still lost. You yeah. did. Um, and then 2021, um, third place. So we're talking three years in a row. You went third, fourth, third. Like you're killing it. 17 and 13, you lost in the semis to proper football. Points everywhere. 119 Again. to 103. Like <laughs> you're, you're scoring over 100 points. And you lost three semis in a row. Lamar Jackson screwed me, man. 
<laughs> there has got like, I mean, we're we're beating around the bush here a bit, but I mean, conspiracy maybe? Huh? Like, is there a conspiracy yeah. against AOL? What is happening here? Well, if you look at some of the numbers, it seemed like every year I I would score the most points, but I would also give up the most points. It's very odd. <laughs> so, so yeah, the, I mean, maybe the scheduling gods, which you know are involved with me a bit, um, are conspiring against you. I don't know, <laughs> uh, but it just seems like on paper. I'm just glancing at this. You have a long history here, but I'm just running through it where it's like eleventh, tenth, eleventh, eleventh, sixth, tenth, like, and then you go three, four, three. And you can't get the dub. And you, you lose in the semis by razor thin mark. It sucks. But then, you know, I thought, like we said, we entered the new era of AOL for life and his team with Derrick Henry. But then 2022 happened. Last year happened. You finished in 11th place. You barely escaped the AOL tournament. Your own AOL <laughs> tournament almost took you away. Like I Scrapping. The only silver lining, I don't remember, I don't know if you remember this, but... Do you know who you beat in the AOL to escape? I remember there was drama. There I, was. Did I beat proper? You beat proper. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You beat proper. <laughs> he had just beaten you twice, back-to-back -back semis on his way to back-to-back -back championships, and you had the joy of pushing him into the final AOL matchup of the year. So that was like, you know, <laughs> A little bit of a silver lining, um, but again, you were floundering last year in the AOL. So it was like a, I had like a sense that was like, man, was the are we back to the the original AOL? Is this the original recipe <laughs> AOL? Like what happened here? Um, and then this year started, and right now I'm looking at tenth place, six and eight, and I'm looking at the power rankings because six and eight's not bad. I look at the power rankings, and you're like twenty third. Like what's happening, man? <laughs> Well, see, this is an odd time where I almost called in last week to bitch about how every team I was playing had one or two players that won like points every time. And I went, oh, wait a minute, six and six, what am I going to complain about? Because yeah. I think I was getting a little, because you know, I'm scoring like 80 points, but I'm catching people with scoring 75, 76. So Same here. That's going to run out soon. Yeah, that's going to run out pretty soon. Yeah, it's Vikings um, ball. As we saw last week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm right so, with you. I'm doing the same thing. I won a one and one last week, and I think I scored like 76. Like I shouldn't be doing this. Is small ball smoking blunt stuff, and we shouldn't be doing exactly. This. We're above this, right? So well, I, I beat high decibels and in, in ten foot. I know it kills him to have to say midget, but I'm sure every night he just <laughs> wants to change it to like little people or something. I don't even. I you know I struggle to say it sometimes, and then sometimes I'll say it just just to like poke at him because i know it hurts him when yeah it's, <laughs> and i don't know I why. with a hard t <laughs> <laughs> so back back to your 23rd power ranked team right now um you in the draft this year you had the third overall selection which is high in the draft so i don't remember how the lottery shook out but you got a high pick and you decided to keep Devonte adams with the 103 so how do you think that particular keep has played out for you so far well, that was what that was last year, right? Was it last this year? year? Yeah, because I, I botched it last year. I was not paying attention because I should have taken like a pick down. I should have gone down to like the 10th or the 11th if I was going to keep Devante in the first round. Right. So I knew right off the bat the season was going to start off shaky and it just went downhill from there. 
So, yeah. So it was your your other keeper was James Conner. Yes, in the sixth round. So I mean, that's a better value. And Devonte Adams is still is like a good receiver, but yeah, it's again you're investing a first round pick in the Raiders, and it's like, is that really smart? I don't know. I think more of us should take the route of what Booyah has done in the past, where you, they just don't keep anyone. Like just fucking throw them all back. Like you don't have to keep Devonte Adams, but. That's a little bit yeah. of a stinger. You probably could have had like Bijan there or something like that at that point, but ah, I don't know. So, getting into the the thing that you're you're kind of you know what, justifiably or not, I feel like a lot of people consider you our local conspiracy theorist, right? And it's <laughs> justifiable or not, I don't know. I'm not the one to judge that. So, I'm going to start with just a little easy one here. Do you have any, because I feel like if, if you were a conspiracy theorist, you would have some of these. Do you have any fantasy superstitions? Superstitions. Well, I mean, I have a lot on a sports level. Nothing nothing like on a day-to-day level. Yeah. Um, is it something like, that you I always have wa- to get a Washington player? Do you always focus on that? I notice that you typically do. Sometimes it just shakes out that way, but you know that's one of the things with fantasy football. It's like don't fall in love with your own local team, and you know because we've seen it before in drafts where people get two or three of their players from their teams. Like somebody who likes the Colts, maybe might pick up a mm-hmm. bunch of players. Um, but sports wise, I mean, I I have a bunch of superstition. Even when I'm watching point totals i'll i'll watch a, a scroll and i'll cover up part of it and i'll just watch the the line that moves to show where the ball is on the field <laughs> yeah i don't want i don't want to see the, the the information yet i just want to see okay the line moves so somebody did something is it my player and then i'll look it's just okay you know that's i like that one of the minor things that is you know what it is a minor thing but it's probably something that you do every fucking week and i'm with you on that and especially when like now that we're all kind of having to stream red zone, like there's a tech, there's a little bit of a delay and like, you'll see that on your phone before it happens on the television often. (laughs) And like, yeah, I'm the same way where I will put my phone face down. That's probably why I don't respond as quickly on Sundays because I'd rather watch it happen real time. That's a great answer right there. Let's, let's just get right into the first and 15. And some of these questions are going to be about conspiracy theories. I want to kind of feel you out a bit and see if you really are a conspiracy theorist, but let's like, Start with the basics, right? So question one on the first and 15, true or false? The earth is round. (laughs) Well, obviously that's true. All right. I got to start somewhere or we're just getting a base, right? Like when they ask you, like, but it always seems to be a hot, hot uh, conspiracy theory every couple of years. It is. I I don't, (laughs) you know. I'm not even going to get, I'm glad that you think it's round and you know, it's round. I'm proud of you. All right. I don't want to get kicked out of the league. <laughs> Question number two, <laughs> you are part of the Washington fandom here in the LOL. Uh, it's a, it's a rather large fandom, you know, I don't know how smart they are, but they're a large fandom. You're a part of that. How do you justify starting Dak Prescott? Well, my whole game plan was to really go kind of a, a, a streaming thing with Dak and CD lamb. And I, cause I was going to have fun this year. I was going to get Jake Ferguson and I was just going to do a whole Dallas thing just for the hell of it. Cause they have a high flying kind of offense and uh-huh. it's just kind of petered out this year. So, <laughs> so you don't have any qualms um, about starting someone from your, your favorite team's rival team. 
Hell no, man. If they get me points, I'm going to take them. Hell yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm tired of all this fandom stuff. I'm a lifelong Miami fan, but I'll hang that up quickly for my team. All right. Question number three. Washington is down by three and facing a fourth and three on the Dallas 34-yard line with two minutes and 11 seconds to go in the fourth quarter. You get to call the play. Mm, no timeout? <laughs> no timeouts. That's not a play call. Well, one of my favorite plays is let the lineman through and then toss it over the top to maybe Brian Robinson, a little screen. Um, oh, interception. Try again. No? Well, let's see. Oh, is it, oh, it's Ron Rivera. He'd probably punt. Oh, <laughs> fumbled the snap. Try again. <laughs> Next question. True or false? Contrails, often incorrectly referred to as chemtrails, are formed when water vapor and fine suit particulates from burning jet fuel freeze into ice crystals. That is true. That is true. That's science. We're on the same page here. I don't, I'm going to dispel all these rumors today that you are some sort of conspiracy theorist. We're getting to it here. <laughs> all right. Next question. If you could rename the AOL tournament to anything else, what would you call it? Uh, maybe the six inch dwarf. <laughs> I like the word inch in there. Just like a subtle jab to somebody else too. All right. Next question. If you could rename the Washington NFL franchise, what would you call it? Redskins. All right. That's just, that's just on brand, right? I don't think that's, that's right. right on point. But that's a ding for being on brand, AOL. All right. <laughs> Next question. Which area is 18 areas to the right of Area 51? Uh, could you repeat that? Which area is 18 areas to the right of Area 51? Houston, Texas. No, I'm sorry. We're looking for area 69, area 69. All right. Oh, you got the 69 in there again. Like you did in the last episode. Next question. <laughs> Name three Omega level franchises. Oh my God. You know, I was just telling my, uh, my wife about where this is where you guys lost me this year. I'm like, these guys have gone on the deep end. <laughs> you got to name three. The, uh, Give me three. Uh, Yorkshire pudding, uh, <laughs> Gryffindor. <laughs> Get out of here. Next question. <laughs> Chesapeake Bay blue crabs or half smoke hot dogs with mumbo sauce. Mm. Crabs are too much work. I'm going with the half smoke. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say that that's wrong because crabs are just like you have you have access to Chesapeake Bay blue crabs. You should eat them as often as you can. Uh, how could you, I could do, I could do the half smokes here in Florida. Like there's nothing special. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. You can get this at seven 11 every morning. I could, I smelled them this morning actually. Wow. All right. Next question. <laughs> Did NASA astronauts actually walk on the moon? Ooh, I'm sensing hesitancy. Ah. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. did we walk on the moon? I, I, only because they swung a golf club up there. I'm going to say yes. All right. 
And also because Buzz Aldrin will straight swing and punch you in the chin if you say he didn't walk on the moon. And I couldn't pull the name. I almost said John Glenn. You're right. Buzz Aldrin will smack you guys. <laughs> All right. Next question. Question 11. Who would make a better NFL owner, Dan Snyder or Donald Trump? Well, obviously Donald Trump. <laughs> you know Snyder's what? Snyder's got him. If if I had to Even have you would take that, right? one of them, you know, I <laughs> I would rather him be in those situations than like, you know, negotiating with Iran. I would rather him be negotiating with Seattle Seahawks than. <laughs> yeah, at least he'd be out in front of the camera making jokes. Yeah, I would never rather saw him, him and Jim Ursay instead of the Ayatollah. Like it would be a better <laughs> right. situation. So exactly. Right. I'm with you on that. That's a that's a weird thing that we agree on. Next question. Question 12. We have a league Illuminati here in the LOL. Do you believe in an actual secret society that controls world events? Absolutely. You know what? That's one that I believe in, too. I can't tell you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question. Who was your favorite Washington quarterback in the last 10 years? You know, I, I would have said RG3, but he started to get on my nerves. Yeah. Just the first time I saw him take a hit, I went, oh, boy, this guy's not going to last long. Um, I don't know. I was kind of a Heineke fan, but yeah. too many hospital balls that he would throw. But <laughs> I, he was a fighter. I'd, I'd stay with Heineke. I'll give it to you. In the last 10 years, he's the best. If we go back further, though, you got to give it to, like, Gus Farratt, right? Was he peeking over 10? Yeah, Gus Farad. He's, you know, I'd, I'd take him. I'd say that over Heineke. Yeah, I, right, I don't think, I think if we, he's probably further than 10 years back, but that's my all-time favorite. Gus Farad, man. Slam that head into the wall again. Knock <laughs> yourself out. Fucking best. That look, on, that look on his face when he turns around is everything to me. That's like, wow. That's when the NFL think, found out about concussions, really. It wasn't all the fucking yeah. jacked up videos on ESPN. It was Gus <laughs> Farratt in the wall. All right. Next question. It's your 12th season in a 12-team league, and you haven't won the championship yet. Do you see yourself checking that box this year? Well, I think we all have hope after seeing the run that proper went on a few years ago. <laughs> yeah. Your rival. And I've been, yeah. And I've been Jimmy Jack in my lineup around so much this year. It's just like <laughs> trying to find, you know, like the combinations, just the tumblers to lock in. Right. And I just, I don't just don't think it's going to happen, man. But you know, we always hold out hope. You've held out hope for so long, for so long. <laughs> I like to think like every year starts with like everybody's got an 8% chance to win, but no, it's like, obviously that's not the case, man. I, I power to the proletariat, man. I am hoping that you win and pull it up, pull it together, get through that semifinal barrier and take it to the next level. Now we're on the last question. It's a very serious question. I got to ask it in a serious way. I want you to just give me the honest, honest answer. Bottom of your belly. Question 15. Are, all I do. are all the members of the LOL colluding and conspiring to keep you from winning the hammer and experiencing true happiness? <laughs> Absolutely not. All right. A man that knows. Maybe, maybe one. Maybe one. Wait a second. Wishes. All right. But 
That's the rest fair. of the crew is is on board. That's fair. That's fair. You know what? A man that knows that he's worth a 43% win percentage. Excellent. Excellent job. You definitely made the first down. That's first and 15. Next up, we got our final segment of the segment, and this is called spread spread total. Everybody knows the rules, right? We've already made our picks, so I'm going to let AOL go first. I will update everybody in the outro of the show because I don't know how I did last week. I think I did really bad. And I'm going to look. I, I haven't wanted to look yet. And I think I actually lost one last week. And Sax may have got me. But oh, man, I'm going to update you in the outro. AOL, you get to go first with your first spread pick. First spread pick, we're going to give you the Buccaneers against Buffalo. We're going to start it off on a Thursday night. That um, is at Buffalo. Correct. That is at Buffalo. Um, what's the spread right now on that? spread i believe is 40 or no 8.5 eight and a half points buffalo taking the points i that's i looked at that game for a minute i eight and a half is a lot on a thursday night it is a lot so i that's that's not bad i considered it literally just because the the thursday night thing i don't think it's going to be that many points eight and a half is going to be worth a lot good pick my first pick i'm going to go with Houston minus three at Carolina. Again, I pick against teams. I think Carolina is just the worst Um, at Carolina. Doesn't matter if it's at their stadium. Houston can give up the three points and easily win this game. Houston all the way. I see that you also have CJ Stroud in your, your, uh, your roster still. So are you holding on to him for potentially next year? Yeah. You know, I picked him up when I, when Dak wasn't doing so hot and I used him once yeah, and he did great. Yeah. And, uh, I had tank Dell at the same time. So they hooked up for a long pass, but they both were on the bye week. So then I had to pick up Baker Mayfield. So I think I'm going to hold Stroud maybe a couple more weeks because Dak was on the chopping block last week, but he did well. So I'm going to ride with him now. All we'll right. See. Well, hopefully he can come back strong. I, I, I think Stroud is definitely strong. So, all right. So I had Houston minus three. What's your second spread pick? Uh, we're going to look at Chiefs Broncos um, Sunday at 4:30. That's going to be in Denver, and I'm going with. I think I think Denver's starting to really turn it around. Wow. I think their defense. I just I think everybody's overlooking. They're looking at oh they got blown out 70 to 20 and they can't do this they can't do that. But the defense is starting to slowly grind. The offense looks a little better. If you notice, I've been starting the, the two running backs for Denver. Yeah, yeah, you got Javante. Well, you <laughs> traded for him, right? You, like, you went out and, like, yeah. made some moves to, like, you're investing your time and, and effort into Denver. Yeah, Javante for Damian Pierce. All right. So, and he, he looks like he's, you know, he's always a, just a shoelace away from breaking off a big one. So, I'm going to take Denver. And uh, they're plus seven and a half. Yeah, I, I considered one of my backup picks is actually the opposite. I was going to take Kansas City minus seven and a half. I, I don't see it. I mean, but maybe that's just me looking at just the dysfunctional relationship between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. And I think that <laughs> nothing will be successful there until that is is resolved. But it is again. Yeah, you're right. A lot of points to be giving a home team um, with with a home field advantage like they do have at Denver. But again, it's Kansas City. And we don't know yet if uh, old Taylor Swift is going to show up and that could throw a wrench into your plans. My second pick, my spread pick will be Minnesota Vikings minus one and a half at Green Bay. I think Green Bay's dog shit. Green Bay, Jordan Love is yeah. dog shit. What the hell is that? Like they had 
Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers for so long. I mean, if you're a Green Bay fan this year, you've got to just be. You probably wish Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles for the Packers. <laughs> I saw that spread earlier today. I'm like, really? I Minus would, one. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that Green Bay, that's at Green Bay, you know, and Minnesota's giving up points. Yeah, that's embarrassing for that for that division, that rivalry. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Vikings. I think that Kirk Cousins is legit. Uh, FYI, fornicators, I could totally see the San Francisco 49ers going after Kirk Cousins this offseason, reuniting Kyle Shanahan, and Kirk Cousins would be amazing out there. But right now, I'm going with Kirk. Get the chain on. Minnesota minus one and a half. All right, give me your over-under pick. Over-under, we're going to go Rams-Cowboys. That's a Sunday 1 o'clock play. And the over-under is 45, I believe. And you're going which? So I'm taking the I'm taking the under. All right. I'm with you on that. I ding on that. They're not going to score that many points. We need to stop doing this over thing. We are obsessed with this. I Yeah, you guys are. I get it. Like it's more fun, but man, most of these games go under, I feel like. Especially that is a primetime game, I think. I don't know. I'm gonna go ahead. My over under pick is gonna be two teams um that suck really bad. But this line is crazy. And even though I just said we got to stop doing this over thing, I'm going to take the over <laughs> on the Jets and the Giants. The over under on the Jets and the Giants right now is 36 and a half. 36 so and a half. Low. That is way too low. Like, I, I mean, just only a few things have to break right for, I mean, and Saquon looked so good last week. You know, maybe he's banged up a little bit. I saw that, but maybe he's okay. I think this could easily break 36 and a half. I'm taking that. I can't believe I'm going to say that, but it's also that Jets Giants rivalry. Hopefully they get up for it and they're, you know, actually trying. I don't know, but there you have it. That's our spread spread total. And I appreciate your time tonight, man. Anything else that you have to say uh, about, uh, about this season, about your upcoming opponents, about what's happened so far in the LOL? No, it's just, you know, it's another great season. And when you think back to 12 years and you look back to really what it was at the beginning. Yeah. And where it is now, I mean, it's, you could almost call it a lifestyle, you know, it's like <laughs> either you're in the league or you're not, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So every year you guys, uh, especially you come up with something new and it's just, you know, that sports book thing is just taking off. It's, it's unbelievable. So kudos to you and, uh, everybody enjoys it. We're having a great time, man. Well, look, I appreciate your time today. And dude, I appreciate your time for the last 12 years. Like the fact that we've gone through year by year, just how poorly you did for so long (laughs) and just how much we've just, you know, you're the one Trump guy. We're going to poke at you. You're the one guy that maybe made a hint at being a conspiracy theorist one time. So we're going to poke at you a million times. Like we just poked and poked and poked and you're still here. You lost in the semifinals three years in a row. You're still here. You have the relegation tournament named after you. You are still here. There is never a question when I send out the reminders, hey, we're doing it again. I never wonder, is AOL going to sign up? That's never even a question in my mind. <laughs> Thank you so much for your enthusiasm. Thank you for joining us this evening, this today, whenever you're listening to the show. And I just I just have one more thing for you before you go. And I've always wanted to do this to you. Goodbye. <laughs> you got mail. Ah. <laughs> Goodbye. You've got mail. All right. Sounds good, man. I love this sound. All right. Love you, AOL. All right. Take care, man.
Why is America on America Online? It puts the whole internet right at my fingertips. You can send instant messages just like that. The news is breaking. I've got it now. I can stay a little closer to my family. You've got mail. America Online. Easy to use. Friendly menus. Put in the disc, click, you're online. And we've been working night and day to more than double capacity and make it even easier. I got homework help, and my dad thinks I'm a genius. America Online, so easy to use, no wonder it's number one. Kickers aren't real. Kickers aren't real. All right. All right. That's back. We're back. Here we go. Kickers aren't real. Don't ever forget it. All right. That was a fantastic interview with AOL for Life. And I'm just, I, I might just have to keep repeating kickers aren't real. So I ground myself after that interview. I mean, how, how, AOL, how are you going to start that shit by telling me that you, you voted for Obama twice? Literally. I'm pretty sure you literally posted birth certificate memes. Are you going to tell me that you voted for him twice? Like, why are you trying to confuse me? That's some weird shit. And then we go this whole interview, and then I, what, how do I come out the other side? I don't know if he's the most conspiracy theory guy in the league anymore. He's turned my whole fucking world upside down. He's not that crazy. It goes to show you when you just sit down and you listen to one another, how you can just, you know, come together. We can come to our senses. Sort of. I'm sure if we had talked for much longer, it would have gotten a little a little more heated. But that was amazing. I, I feel like I probably should have sat down with AOL sooner than 12 years after meeting him online. I probably should have had a discussion with him about like who we are other than just like, you know, shots fired in the Slack channels. But anyways, AOL, amazing work, amazing work. That was a great interview. So let's wrap it up today. Before we get into the voicemail segment, I did just want to go over one little thing that bugged me this week about the NFL news. I mean, it's I, I stayed up way too late tonight. It's Thursday at 9.30 right now. I got to get the show together. It's too much shit. I got, I'm tired. I, I waited too long. But what I did do while I was waiting too long was overthink this whole Arthur Smith thing. The Arthur Smith, now if you don't know who Arthur Smith is and you just pay attention to the people who actually score points, right? <laughs> Fuck this guy. Arthur Smith is the coach of the Falcons. And I personally was invested greatly, as are many others, in B. John Robinson. And last week, Arthur Smith decided that, you know, he wanted to take a page straight out of the kickers aren't real conspiracy playbook with, with these shenanigans. Let me describe what he did. So here's the lowdown. <clears throat> B. John Robinson. Star-studded rookie Falcons running back was apparently under the weather. And by under the weather, I mean diarrhea crazemo everywhere or headaches, whatever you want to believe. I like to believe it's diarrhea crazemo. And that was last Sunday during the game. But did we, the adoring fantasy fans and innocent bystanders, get even a hint of this before the game? Nope. Not a fucking peep. Bijan barely touched the ball. Honestly, it was funny how much he did. I think he got one carry at the end of the fourth quarter. And we were all left scratching our heads and checking our fantasy scores in disbelief. Now, when fans got wind of Bijan's illness after the game, started raising hell. What does Arthur Smith do? By the way, Arthur. I don't think that guy's much older than us. He's probably in our age range. And I, I, don't, I don't know about you guys, but I, I've never met an Arthur. The last time... 
I've heard of anyone named Arthur. It was a fucking aardvark nerd on a cartoon that was always getting bullied at school. Arthur. So anyway, so what did he do when he he heard that we were upset about that? He brushed it off like it was nothing. He called the whole situation sensationalized. Quote, outrage and drama sells, he says. Okay, well, Arthur, you know what else sells? Integrity. Integrity, my friend. But Smith even had the audacity to riff about the implications of disclosing player workloads. Quote, Maybe I should just announce my game plan to the other team, huh? Oh, Arthur, cheeky little fucker. You're missing the whole point, man. This isn't about fantasy football. It's about the integrity of the game and the wagers placed upon it. Not, you know, those things aren't independent of each other. It's like drafting a first round fantasy stud, like I did, only to find out he's been benched for the game. You feel cheated, deceived, bamboozled. We deserve to know if Robinson is more likely to be riding the pine than tearing up the turf. But no, Arthur Smith and the Falcons decided to play it sneaky, hiding Robinson's illness, leaving us all in the dark. It's like they've been taking lessons from the kickers aren't real manual. Create confusion, deny everything, and leave everyone questioning reality. So NFL, it's, it's time to fucking step up. Create a disincentive for these shifty moves. We do this in our league. We don't let people do shit like that. We have checks and balances. We can't have coaches pulling an Arthur and messing with the sanctity of our fantasy leagues and wagers in Vegas. Fantasy football is a serious business, and we need transparency, not conspiracies and secret illnesses, diarrhea craze mo. So remember, kickers aren't real, and neither is Arthur Smith's poker face. Looks like an aardvark. Now I just see an aardvark. So anyways, fuck him. Feed Bijan, please. I'm over this. Taking shots at fantasy football just for your incompetence? The fuck out of here. So anyways, now we're going to get into the voicemail segment. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, let's check if we've got any. Hold on. You've got mail. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've got mail. That's great. How many do we got? You've got mail. Oh. I don't have the trigger set right. I was going to do rapid fire. Not working. You, 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 you've got mail because we've got so much fucking mail today. I mean, I just send it out there. It comes in like rain. It was amazing. I just said, hey, it's uh, fucking Thursday sending the voicemails and you guys were just straight up like splash. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Yeah. I mean, we had a great scheme. I know you did. I got eight voicemails here. Eight voicemails. Some of the numbers look, you know, duplicated here. So we might have to say that there is more than one message. We're going to play through this and see how it goes. But I'm going to play these in chronological order from when I received them. All right. And we're just going to see where it goes. We're, you and I, we're going to experience this together. All right. First voicemail. Hey, buddy. It's uh, a well for life. Just talk to him. I don't think I'd ever have to make this phone call, but, Uh-oh. you know, after 12 years, you know, you reach a point of not winning. And oh, my God. He's got a just, gun. You go, what am I doing with my life? You know, and it's it's been a real struggle. And, you know, I talked it over with my family and Aww. my son and my psychologist. And, 
and my preacher and come on liar they all feel it's probably best to, you know this is probably a, the best time to probably hang them up and what? um oh wait a minute kendrick Bourne's available on the waiver wire this could change everything i gotta go bye <laughs> i don't even know who that is kendrick kendrick Bourne. i only know one kendrick he's a rapper I assume that there's some backup running back that's now important. I don't know. Not in my field of vision right now. Not at anywhere I'm looking. You know where I'm looking right now, looking at my team. I didn't even know that I started someone tonight. And let's see. What do we got now? It's uh, 940. I've already got nine points from a Tampa Bay running back, the backup guy. who I don't even know his name. What's his name? Rashad White. Look at me. Amazing. Cheers to me. Cheers to AOL. Amazing interview. Felt so confident after that interview that he left a voicemail. And now the voicemail was about quitting because of how bad he is. But, you know, it's in character. I appreciate that. But, you know, it's time to move on from AOL. I, I don't see his number on here anymore. I think we're good for the week on AOL. So goodbye. Goodbye to that. Let's get on with it. Next voicemail. What's up, League of Levels members? It's your boy, Coheed, here, calling in after a disappointing week seven. Still went one and one though. That's uh -huh. all right. Didn't mean to set an illegal lineup. Did, did not anticipate that happening. Mm -hmm. We never do. Never have trusted DK Metcalf and listened to Fornicators when it came to that. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, my bad. You know that's not the way I roll. That's some booyah shit. Mm. Speaking of Booyah, I am tired of seeing him on top of yeah. the farm level with the, uh, 12 the record and two. he has. So, looking at you, Sacks, and you, Tutties, y'all need to take him down. That's right. Get him this week. 100%. Will you? Please, for the rest of us. Slow him down. I want to uh, send a thanks and a shout-out to High Decibels and Proper for the generous schmeckles that you sent me, taking me out of schmeckle purgatory. Much appreciated. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as high decibels, though, uh, sorry, buddy. You need to uh, prep up that brisket this weekend because the, uh, <laughs> the boys from Higher Vale are coming to smoke <laughs> you. That's right. Going to be taking you down this week on our nonstop Battle World Tour in search of the Omega Level title. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so nice. Speaking of Omega, I've been working on labels, elements, oh, so good. things for all the teams. Already got a bunch of submissions. Uh, a couple of teams out there, you need to send me some stuff, ideas. Nexalia, Ballspire, Illuminatus, all looking at you. All right? Not surprised. Send me what you want. All right, your boy Coheeds. I'm out. Hail to the hammer. Damn. Coming with it. Listen, Coheeds is not lying. He, I don't know if anybody else has seen any previews of what he's put together for the Omega level. And listen, I already get it. You guys don't like the Omega level if you're not in it because you're mad that you're not in it. I know. I realize that. But listen to me. He made these really cool logos. He made awesome banner flags that we'll be able to put on the map. This is the start of something, I think. I feel it. I feel it for real. And he showed me mine and a couple of others, and I'm so excited for Lockshore. We are so Florida. Lockshore is Florida, but a fucking party. And he represented it perfectly. Perfectly. Wait a second. Next voicemails from the same number. He called back. Here it is. Oh, yeah. And one more thing. Okay. All right. I'm going to pull a 10-foot midget this week and give you a call back. All right. Hey, 
Buddy, don't call me out on Flack, man. What? That ain't cool. Speaking of which, just for that, I'm putting a lock on you this oh, week. That's get right. Out of here. Lock it up. Get out of here. Free Schmeckle bet. Second in the lock chain. Going to come back from Schmeckle obscurity. It's over, buddy. You're going to get the smackdown from Dryberg House South this week. Both myself and hanging with Hernandez. Taking you out. Put it in the books. Bah! All right, you know, it's it's not a bad it, it well I should back up a little bit. It wasn't a bad lock when he left that voicemail, but I'm looking at my phone right now. I was less than a 40% chance to win, but now I'm a 45% chance to win and it's not it just got to halftime. So, I don't know, man. You could be in for it and I would love if more people tried to lock me cuz it doesn't really hurt me if I lose. But I would love to win because I actually get paid on that. And I need the schmeckles. I don't have other people handing me freebies like you do, Coheeds. So I'm going to love beating you and completing this upset this week and then taking those schmeckles, ending your lock chain, and ending all of this shit talking. For what? I didn't call you out. I mean, well, I probably did. I call out everybody. So, yeah, you're probably in that list. Next voicemail. Hey, hi, Decibels. How go? How going to an open the weekend turn out for you? Pretty good. Oh come on, blitzed. I that you know I started that, and then he did. He left the voicemail calling it. I but I said that before hearing it. I agreed. I thought he was going to do it. You and Proper Football are both frauds. You know it. It was a lucky week. It was the one week that you actually did well. I mean, we're talking about a plus thirty percent luck rate or something. I think. Get out of here. Of course it's luck. Now, you might continue this trend, and maybe you could just say the first half of your season was lucky, but I, it wasn't a bad call just from a, a 30,000-foot approach that High Decibels was likely to win. Unlucky, lucky, you know, regression to the mean. Well, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, wait a second. The next voicemail is from High Decibels. So he he's responding right now. He must be. Let's see what it is. Well, fuck me. <laughs> Decibels here. Went 0 and 2 against those two damn 8 and 4 teams. Of course they blew up. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Of course. Got about the same points for for the season, but, you know, this last week they just, you know, wanted to dig it in a little deeper because mm-hmm. I called my shot. Yeah. Well, here I am again projected to lose both. That ain't going to happen. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Not on my watch. Fuck the bills. Mm. Decibels out. All right. Oh, there it is. Customary fart. I. You know what? Love it. Stay loud. Stay, stay loud. You were right to be loud last week, and you're right to be loud this week. Stay loud. I think that, you know, regression to the mean is everything. This There is more luck involved in fantasy than you might believe. That's that's me, you know, in my head right now. I'm repeating kickers aren't real. Kickers aren't real. Kickers aren't real. Trying to ground myself because Booyah is still 12 and 2. He's probably going to go back to the same level. and I'll be down here with Coheeds dicking around with fornicators. <sighs> this world. All right. Next voicemail. Hey, everybody. What's good? Hey. You said nobody left voicemails. Well, Sound like a bunch of bitches. Yeah, they are. It's your boy smoking bloods. Yo. I'm going to talk a little shit. Because, you know, I win two games and I'm loud again. Mm-hmm. 
And mm-hmm. uh, I think it's the start of something special. Maybe. Tenth place, here I come. <laughs> I want to uh, shout out High Decibels and Proper. I'm playing both y'all this weekend. I uh, don't think that your teams are legit. Wow. I think I'll beat both of you. And, um, you know, put, put Schmeckles on it. I'll put Schmeckles on Uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. Shit, I'll put my house on that joint. <laughs> um, you know, I love y'all, though. But I'm playing y'all this week, so fuck y'all. <laughs> um, and that's about all I got to say. Buddy, thanks for bringing the show back. Wow. Shout out to everybody. You know I talk shit, but you know I love y'all. So, peace. You don't have to keep thanking me for bringing the show back. And it already feels like work again. It's, it's, we're past the honeymoon phase, man. No more thanks for the show. Because obviously at this point, it's all ego-driven. This, If this was for you, it, was, it would only have been two episodes. Right? No more thanks. And there's no way that you're going to win two games this week, have you? I don't think you've won two games in any single week yet. Wait, we're halfway through the regular season. Like, I don't know, man. I feel bad for Bloods, though. It is a bad luck rate on him. Like, he should uh, he should be doing better. He should have a better record than he has. But here we are. I don't know, man. I think you're destined for that AOL tournament, and you're going to make it fire. You will. Next voicemail. Oh. It's from him again. He called back. Shit, I almost forgot, man. Fuck the Bills, man. Fuck them. <laughs> Why? If, I don't know. Everyone, they get ghouled one or two times, and what happens? Everybody just went, fuck the Bills, fuck the Bills, fuck the Bills. He's going to ghoul you again. Halloween is on Tuesday. He's going to ghoul the shit out of you. You're going to be careful what y'all wish for. Getting up in this guy's ghoul. I don't know, man. Too much fuck the Bills. What I know, I, the uh, my Tampa Bay running back's doing okay right now, and the Bills are still up 17-10. to 10. Halftime at Buffalo against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a bad week to say fuck the Bills because you know the Bills are going to win this game. Hopefully. <laughs> I say that before I release an episode on a Friday morning. That'd be a bad projection. But right now they're winning 17-10, to 10, man. You can say fuck the Bills all you want, but uh, I don't know. They're doing all right. All right, let's see. Last voicemail. You called for voicemails. I did. Uh, last call for voicemails was nine minutes ago. <laughs> Hopefully this gets in. Actually, I hope it doesn't get in. What? You told me to, like, relax. Yeah. Remember? You told me to relax after that last voicemail. I'm fine. You know, we got a similar team. It'll be all right. We're over 500. Yeah. No. What did I put up last week? 45 oh. points? <laughs> did, it even, did I even hit 50? Fuck me. I'm awful at fantasy. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like that. But you fucking won the major. That was 10 foot, everyone. He didn't say his name. That that. <laughs> yeah. You can relax. What did Roger say? R-E-L-A-X. Relax. You won a major. You're the first person to lock up their Omega spot for 2024. <laughs> you had one bad week. You had one bad week. Yeah, you didn't break 50. It's fine. We all sometimes have performance issues. It happens. But I don't think you have anything to worry about. You got a strong team. I think Bijan will be okay. You don't have diarrhea crazmo every week. He's going to get back to it. We're, we're fine. We're okay. Justin Fields might actually play this week. I mean, you just relax. You won the major. You're winning games. You can sacrifice one week. 
you're fine. All right. That was amazing. I appreciate you guys for all the voicemails this week. So much fun. But listen, we raised a lot of conspiracies today. And I just want you guys to remember that little totem, that little inception totem that you can say kickers aren't real because they're all the fucking same. They're robots made by the NFL, which is a ridiculous thing to say. But I like to say it to ground myself in reality. So when I see these things, these booyah on top of the power rankings of the entire LOL, someone that's been in the LOL since the very beginning and has always been bad and got relegated down to the farm with me is now suddenly Superman. Suddenly a god in the farm. He's fucking up the farm. It's all fucked up. The hay is everywhere. The mud is everywhere. It's not fun. I wish I could just say goodbye to AOL. Well, not AOL. That confused me. To Booyah. But right now, I do have to say goodbye to everybody because it's the end of the show. And we got to get the fuck out of here. You guys know that. It's too long. We've already run over. So listen, when you're getting into this conspiracy mindset and you're starting to fall down these rabbit holes, just remind yourself kickers aren't real. It's going to like give you a little jolt to the brain. Right? You're going to say, wait, what? Kickers aren't real. It doesn't even make any sense. You can say, yes, they're robots made by the NFL to distract us with these stupid plays that really just send us to commercials so we can buy more Ford trucks. It's all part of the plan, man. Kickers aren't real. Conspiracies are everywhere. They're trying to distract you from the things that are actually real. Don't let them do that to you. But you got to think it through. All right? You got to think all these things through. Play it out. Fall down a rabbit hole or two. But always hold on to that totem, man. Hold it on in your back pocket. Keep it in your hand. Never forget. Kickers aren't real.